Welcome back to If I Had to Talk, where I talk about all the deep and entertaining stuff on my mind. I'm your host, Michelle, and today I'm going to talk about red flags, including my own. So I think this is going to be an interesting but also informative episode, not just for you, but for me as well. Please follow and share this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and follow my Instagram at Michelle Sumili to stay updated on each episode as they get uploaded. I post about every episode in my story with GIFs, GIFs, however you pronounce it, and photos, if I have any that relate to whatever I talked about. So yeah, I'm always down to talk about them and other random things that you think of. And I'm not a famous celebrity, so I will follow back. Okay, I had my second official interview for a videographer and editor position at a dental implant center. It went okay, but it wasn't the best that I could have done. I kind of just thought about it after the phone call ended and I realized I could have answered this question a better way or like had a different answer. You know, it's too late now, obviously. I don't think I'll get it, to be honest, but it was a good experience. And I just got an email to be in a bus commercial as a casual passenger, as an extra. And it's happening this week, but by the time this is out, I would have already done it. So I'll see if I can post about it that day when it happens. I'm kind of excited because it's my first time doing something related to film. I mean, I'm not going to be the one behind the scenes. I'm going to be the one in front of the camera, which is kind of odd because I've always been behind the scenes. I hope I do come out enough so that I can say that I've been on it instead of like 0.1 second of just me like sitting in the bus. I want to be a memorable extra. Okay, that's enough catching up and we're going to get straight into it. Red flags. Okay, so what is a red flag? How would you define that? Well, the literal definition of red flag is a warning or a sign of danger my definition would be a bit more specific. So if I had to define it, it would be negative character traits and or unacceptable actions that people frequently express. And there are specific red flags for all kinds of relationships, you know, friendships, romantic relationships, family relationships. Most people think of relationships first when red flags are brought up. But I think they apply to all interpersonal relationships equally. Like red flags are red flags, period. They shouldn't be considered toxic in some relationships and then acceptable in others. If it's questionable, then that's a yellow flag, which I didn't know was a thing until I saw it in an article. But I'm assuming that, you know, yellow flags do exist because there's got to be that gray area where you're not sure if it's like bad enough to be considered a red flag but it's also not a green flag. And so there's that yellow flag, that little in-between. So for example, I don't know, like gaslighting. You're not gonna say that gaslighting is okay to do to friends and not acceptable in relationships or the other way around. Like you're not gonna say that gaslighting is acceptable in romantic relationships and not acceptable in friendships because at the end of the day, gaslighting is gaslighting. I asked my sister to list my red flags in a Google Doc, and I told her to list examples and be very specific because if there aren't any examples, then you can't really say that I have that red flag. 
And at first, she said she made it a bit vague because she thought if she went too in depth, it would start an argument. But the whole point of me doing this episode is for my own self development. Like, if I embody certain negative traits and do things that I shouldn't be doing, then of course I'd want to change. And I've been curious about my red flags for a while now. So I'm actually hoping to learn more about myself through the eyes of someone who. Knows me just as well as I do, probably, or maybe like 90%. So I'm gonna read and comment on her list of what she thinks are my red flags. I have a general idea of some things that might be on this list, to be honest, so I'll mention it if I see it. I didn't take a look at this yet. I have no idea what she wrote. I only have like some ideas. She titled it Onnis with two red flag emoticons. Unni means older sister in Korean. Okay, I just took a glimpse at it and it's really short, which is weird because I told her to be specific. It's not even like half a page. 1.15 spaced, 11 point font, Arial. Okay. Always tries to fix things for no reason and tries to be a mediator and ends up making things worse somehow. Like, tried to do too much. If I get into detail, this will turn into an argument, LMAO. Puts no effort in making make friends of opposite gender, which will lead into a single life. Leaves phone on silent, thinks she's always right. Drives with one hand, drives with one hand, drives with one hand. So she wrote that three times. And then at the very end, she put is short. I understand what she's saying. But I thought she would put examples because I told her, you know, you can be specific, like as specific as you can. I'll just try to comment on all of them then to see if I can think of any examples. Okay, first one was always try to fix things for no reason and tries to be a mediator and ends up making things worse somehow. That is true. I mean, the first part is true. Like, I always do try to fix things, but there is a reason. If there was no reason, I mean, I don't know. If I can't think of an example, it's hard to comment on it. I do always try to fix things and try to be a mediator because I don't like conflict. It's the worst thing in the world for me. I hate chaos. If I were asked to give three wishes and I said world peace, that's a very common, like, you know, Miss Universe type of answer. But I don't really have any other things that I want. I just feel like conflict and chaotic situations are so stressful for me. Sometimes I'm not even a part of it. But it stresses me out. And I think that's what she means, like for no reason. Like it doesn't have anything to do with me, but because it bothers me and it stresses me out, I try to fix it. I don't know if that's what she meant, but I'm just gonna say that. I'm just gonna assume. Okay, ends up making things worse somehow was the second part of that, or was the last part of that. Do I make things worse by trying to be a mediator? Maybe for one side. There were times when I tried to be like the middleman of the conversation, of two sides of the conflict. And it's hard for me because like I have to listen to both sides and I have to make an objective decision. But if I make an objective decision, it's gonna hurt one side because I'm siding with another side. And I think that's what she means. Like sometimes I do feel like if I just didn't say anything at all, it would be. Better off. But then again, if I don't say anything, then this is just going to keep going on and everyone else is just going to continue getting hurt. And sometimes if I squeeze myself into it, I get hurt as well because I'm just trying to like help ease the situation. 
but me helping is a sign of me trying to make things better for everyone but then they just get upset at me because I'm not siding with them and then it gets me involved in the conflict when I didn't really have to be if I just avoided the situation and just didn't say anything but that's not really what I am as a character I guess I don't know it's hard to explain try to do too much is basically the same thing with what I just talked about puts no effort in making friends of the opposite gender I don't put an effort to make friends of any gender. <laughs> like, I did mention in my very first episode that I'm very introverted, and that's just who I am. I don't really talk to other people first because I don't know a lot of reasons that I just can't get into. But yeah, it will lead into a single life if I don't make an effort. I do agree with that. Is that a red flag? Maybe, <laughs> maybe for me. Leaves phone on silent. I leave it on vibrate. I don't leave it on silent. It's basically the same thing though. Like if I leave it on vibrate and I don't use my phone, then I won't be able to hear the vibration of my phone. If someone like texts me or calls me, that one actually is a red flag. I agree with you. I have a couple reasons why I leave it on vibrate. First of all, I don't really like the sound of the alarm or like the ringtone. Not that anyone calls me or texts me anyways. I just sabotage myself, but yeah, like. And I should be leaving it on, I should leave the sound on. That one, I understand why she would write that down because there were many times when people tried to call me. And by people, I mean my family member. Like no one else calls me. But that doesn't mean I want anyone to call me. Please don't call me. I don't like calls. I prefer texting. But yeah, like they would call me for some kind of emergency or whatever. Not, not really an emergency, but more like, oh, hey, turn on the stove or something or boil some water i don't know some random stuff and i would just miss that phone call because i didn't hear it or i was washing up and obviously because my phone's on vibrate i can't hear it with the water sound yeah i am gonna start turning my phone on thinks she's always right mm, i'm not gonna argue with this i'm not gonna disagree because i think most of the times i do think i'm right but I think that's everyone. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people. Like Everyone wants to think that they're right. Everyone wants to be right. And for me, I think when it comes to conflict and conflict management, it's kind of hard for me because I don't really have a side. So I'm just choosing whatever I think is right. I'm just going with whatever, whatever my mind is telling me to go to, whatever my heart is telling me. Again, this relates to what I said earlier about like, um, I'm going to end up hurting someone, like one side, if I choose to side with another. Because people will think that I'm going with whatever I think is right. And they'll think that because I think that's right, automatically, I think the other side is wrong. That's not always the case. Like I do try to find parts that are right from both sides. That way that no one gets upset. Like, again, this is me trying to be a mediator. Like I want to make things right without hurting anyone. But I do want them to realize that if they're wrong, they're wrong. Like, just because you think it's right doesn't mean it is. And then that comes against me because just because I think whatever decision I made is right doesn't mean it is. I'm confusing myself with what I'm, whatever I'm saying right now. So I don't know if any of this makes sense. It's hard to describe. It's hard to explain what I'm 
feeling and what I think she means by this, I'll just stop here because I don't want to confuse anyone anymore. Drives with one hand, she wrote this three times. I don't know if she meant to do this. She probably did. I do drive with one hand. A lot of people drive with one hand, but I'm a very careful driver. She can confirm this, my sister, and my dad told me that usually people who get their license, they'll get into an accident within the first six months of getting their license. For me, it's been, how long has it been? I think I got it when I was 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. It's almost five years now. It's almost five years. So I think that's an accomplishment, but that's only because I've been very careful with my driving. Like I don't make abrupt turns or I try not to at least. If I can't help it, then, you know, it's not something I can control. But when I can control it, I'll try to be as careful as I can. I don't make any like, sudden turns or like i don't really cross the yellow light if i can't make it it's become a habit now that i drive with one hand because it's just more comfortable that way but that doesn't mean i drive with one hand from beginning to end when i make turns i use both hands if i feel like i need to to make the turn you know smooth but most of the times i do drive with one hand i drive with my right hand at the bottom right of the wheel It's just a comfortable position for me. And then that's basically it. She did say that if she got into detail, it would turn into an argument. It's not like I would get mad. Like, I I don't get mad at any of this stuff because, you know, if it's something that should be fixed, I feel like there's no reason to get mad about it. That's the thing about red flags. I think red flags exist so that people can learn from them and eventually grow and mature. Would I say that it's a good thing? Is it a good thing that it exists? I mean, if the world was red flag free, then that would be great. But does that mean that it's possible? Honestly, no. I don't think anyone's born with red flags. Like when newborn babies are brought into the world, they don't really do anything that would be pointed out as a red flag. I mean, they can't. But as they get older and start to have a mind of their own and meet different people, they'll start to act out of their own greed and be more self-centered. And I think it's okay to think of to think of and for yourself to an extent, but it shouldn't be to the point that it's becoming your red flag. There are signs that you need to fix a bad habit or just a bad attitude in general. They show that you have bad traits that other people can see through you. And I think it's important to recognize your own red flags. If you're oblivious to them or even worse, aware of them but don't want to bother changing just because you don't think it's a problem then i think that's something you should really reflect on because that's straight up selfish and i know that sounds harsh but that's basically saying that you want to do whatever you want and live however you want even if it bothers other people or makes them feel uncomfortable people usually talk about red flags as a joke but i think it's a topic that should be approached more often in a serious manner So, I have a challenge, or a mission, or whatever you want to call it. I called it a challenge last time. I don't know if I want to keep making challenges per episode. Maybe I'll continue this pattern. So today, or this week's challenge, is to ask your closest relatives or friends to give you a detailed list of your red flags. Just like how I asked my sister to give me a detailed list of my red flags, even though it wasn't really detailed, but I still understood what she was talking about. Have your close friends and 
family members do it too. That way you'll be able to see if you exhibit any negative energy or behavior. That was an interesting talk. I hope this episode not only made you think about your own red flags, but also encouraged you to reflect on them and change not only for yourself, but also for those around you. If you want to stay updated on the episodes as they come out, follow my Instagram at Michelle Sumili, and please follow and share If I Had to Talk. Episodes will be out every Wednesday morning on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. See you next week. Oh, 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 o